What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. We got the whole crew tonight. This is the first time in a little while. Candace has been dodging the uh, the draft content. I say dodging. She's not dodging it. It's not, it's not her thing. So Isaac and I were holding it down. But we got some Grizzlies news. Free agency is going. We were wondering about what was going to happen there. The Grizzlies... I, I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing. We'll, we'll get into that, but the, the, we'll start off with saying, Hey to everybody, Candace, how have you been? Oh man, I've been great. I've been great. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I was better probably maybe 48 hours ago or so before free agency started, but, uh, but anyway, I'm doing great. It's great to be back. And, and Isaac, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you today. I know I've been seeing you on Twitter. I know how you're doing. My man is heated. He's heated. We're about to have screaming Isaac on here today talking about what this front office is doing. But let's lead off that the the summer league roster was announced. We got a couple names on here that I am I really don't know anything about. I was trying to watch a little bit of film on one of the guys so I could tell you about him, but I, I didn't get enough time to get that done because honestly, when I sat down to send the meeting out, that's when I realized I, I saw the name that I didn't recognize. So they got the uh, Santi Aldama, Shaq Buchanan, Kennedy Chandler, Jake Laravia, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Dakota Mathias is back, EJ Anu. If you listen to any of our uh, 21 draft coverage, that was a guy that Isaac and I both like. Uh, six foot 11, massive wingspan. If I'm not mistaken, he had the biggest wingspan in last year's draft class. So, extremely raw prospect. I, I like to see that name on there. David Roddy. Uh, one of the names that I did not know, maybe Isaac knows something about him. Ronald Segu, I guess is how you, Ronaldo Segu, Xavier Tillman. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know something about Segu? I, I was going to say that name sounds familiar. Like I, I watch college basketball, but I can't face it. Where, where do you go to school at? Uh, uh, says Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. I, you, you ain't got too many people that, that's following Buffalo unless they're an alum or that, that's the school they went to. So yeah, yeah. man, that, that name sounds familiar. I've heard the name, but I couldn't, couldn't place it. Yeah, Tremont Waters, Romeo Weems, uh, Xavier, Xavier, not Xavier, I already said Xavier Tillman. I'm getting crossed up here. I looked up Zaire Williams, Vince Williams Jr. And then the one guy that I didn't know that I'm really interested in, six foot nine forward from Virginia Tech. Um, and I, it's a hundred percent chance that I'm going to butcher his name here, but I believe it's pronounced KV Alume or yeah, Aluma. I believe that's how you say it. Um, watch just like about. 45 seconds worth of film before these guys jumped on with me. So not enough to develop an opinion, but uh, anybody that's six foot nine, like that, that type of size, especially with the news of Jaron going down is, uh, is somebody that I'm going to have some interest in. I don't know that, you know, signing him as an undrafted free agent is going to be a, a guy that's going to make the team and end up starting for him. But uh, interesting. I'm, I'm we're July 5th through the 7th at vivid arena in Salt Lake city, where they just had a blow up. Like that, that team is rock to the core. I don't, dude, it's been busy. This free agency, the trades, the stuff that's going down. I, I'm like sick to my stomach watching it, to be honest with you, because I, I look at the Grizzlies roster and what they're doing, and I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm going to back up. Let's go back to the summer league stuff. So, Isaac, what do you think the starting lineup is going to look like for this summer league team? Man, he put, put me on the spot. I hadn't even even looked at it, I think. And, and another guy, one one guy that stands out to me on this roster, uh, Tremont Waters, uh, is a point guard, 5'10", 175 pounds. Another small point guard, uh, played at LSU. I've seen a lot of him uh, because Memphis had a home-and-home 
LSU back during the time he was there, and he had some big games against Memphis. So that's an intriguing name. The CE, he's had a couple of T in the NBA uh, with the Celtics, and I think I want to say the Wizards, maybe even Toronto. I think he's bounced around a little bit. Uh, so he's somehow found his way into the Grizzlies summer league team. So he's a guy that if he gets some some run, I'd like to see what he what he can do. Um, so that that's an interesting name. But as far as the the starting lineup, I think I, I think Kennedy Chandler should get to start. I mean, you gotta you you taken him, uh, moved up to moved up to get him in a draft, fell a little bit to thirty eight. I mean, you want to see what you have in him. So I think if I'm them, I'm definitely starting Kennedy Chandler. Um, so I look over this roster. I think Shaq Buchanan. I guess Shaq Buchanan, yeah. Shaq at the two, yeah. Shaq Buchanan uh, would, would probably be at the two. I would think uh, LaRavia uh, at, at the three, maybe, uh, with well, – Wouldn't they do uh, Zaire, Zaire at the three? Or oh, Zaire, well, yeah, Zaire with the three, probably maybe LaRavia at the four. Yeah. Um, and maybe Sunday Aldama uh, at, at center. I, I guess that's probably – Tillman. Or Tillman, yeah. Yeah, they, Tillman, it depends on if they want to go true center or, you know. And the Tillman, the Tillman thing is interesting because you got to look at this roster and it, with, with the full roster and kind of what they've done. But I think now that, that Jaron just went down, I think before Jaron went down, I think it would have been more of an issue. But now thinking about that, it might not be. I think that he might have been a guy that could be on the outside looking in, depending on what happens the rest of this season. But now that Jaron's going down, man, they need even more than him. Like, that's a big hole in this team. We're definitely going to talk about that. Uh, but back to the Summer League, I'm excited, man. They got a, a full roster. Um, as David said, EJ Uno was another dude uh, that we talked about during our draft process in 21. Hopefully he gets a run there. I'd like to see what he has. Like you said, man, 6'11", 240, uh, big-time wingspan. I think he, he's even a guy that can knock down a three-pointer um, that, that shoots threes. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see him. Kenny Lofton Jr., definitely Excited to see what he can bring. Undrafted free agent is going to be on a two-way. Vince Williams Jr., uh, who they took out of VCU at 47. I mean, all the drafted guys, you definitely want to see them. And David Roddy, big body Roddy, as they're already cornering him here uh, in, in Memphis. I I'm definitely interested to see what position he plays. Like, he he's 6'6", 261 pounds. And you got some people out there talking crazy like this guy's going to play the two. He's not playing the two um, in, in the NBA. Like, people are out there saying, Saying and I'm like, what are you talking about? This dude weighs 261 pounds. He's not not playing the two, but he's just an intriguing prospect to me because a guy that size that can shoot the basketball the way he can, he just you can't pigeonhole him into a position. Is he gonna be a three? Can he is he gonna be quick enough to be able to guard threes? Is he gonna have to play the four? Is he gonna play some small ball five? Like he's an intriguing prospect because you just again so unique. Uh you just don't see a guy. And his size that can can do do some of the things he does, some of the skills he has. So I'm gonna be interested to watch him in some league. He's probably and it's Sunday Aldama uh, is another guy. I think this is a big summer league for him. Grizzlies showed a lot of confidence in him moving up into the first round and making him a guaranteed contract last year. Um, he played really really well down in South Haven last year. So I'm interested to see his development because he could be a guy, especially with Jaron going down that could see some minutes this year. Uh, so you would like to see him kind of develop. And, of course, Zaire Williams. You go back to Desmond Bain last year, how they kind of gave him the keys, put him on the ball. And I think that, on top of his work ethic anyway, he's a gym rat. I think the way that he played in that summer league and them allowing him to be kind of the star player that team gave him confidence. And I definitely think we saw that carrying over, over into this season and, and the jump that he made. I'm, I'm interested particularly because – with Desmond Bain, they didn't bring, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't bring a true point guard 
into the into the roster. Is that is that correct? I don't remember them bringing a true. Uh, I'm trying to think of who played point guard because he didn't because they really play had Desmond games. Bain really being yeah. that guy. I don't really recall another true point guard on the floor. Really, at any point, but I could be I could be wrong about that. Maybe I go back and look at the roster. They, but I was gonna say I was gonna say they had to have somebody because he didn't play in all the games. They shut him down eventually, but I can't remember who was playing point on that. Well, team. Tillman and Tillman and Bain would alternate on ball. So whenever Bain wasn't on ball, I remember Tillman getting some reps on ball. Yeah, they just they put everybody, but they they go work on your ball in the skill. They did. They had Tillman out there on yeah. ball. I forgot Sha- about Shaq that. Was on yeah, the squad yeah. So I'm wondering how it'd be uh, different. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, Shaq, Shaq Buchanan, and then Sam Merrill got some run. Okay. Yeah, Sam Wood was on the ball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense. I'm just wondering how it'll be different with Kennedy Chandler, like a true, you know, point guard in Kennedy Chandler. I know they said that they specifically want Zaire to get a lot of on-ball reps. I'm wondering, will it be to the same extent? Will they have Chandler get comfortable off-ball and have him on-ball? That's something that it's an interesting dynamic. I'm curious to watch. Yeah, because, I mean, they flat out said that they would uh, – Zach Lamont was asked about it. Uh, were they going to have Zaire on ball in summer league? And he said yes. So, it's not – this is not just like a speculation thing. We all kind of talked about that and thought that, and that would be the case. But they said that that's going to be the case. So, that will – I hadn't even thought about that. That's an interesting dynamic because you definitely want to see what Kennedy Chandler could do as a point guard. But you also want Zaire on the ball and – I suspect that they're both probably going to start, so that's that's interesting. I wonder if they don't stagger it. You know, they they do the 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 Utah summer league, and then they go out to Vegas. I wonder if in Utah we don't see Chandler on the ball more, and then for the Vegas summer league, see it more in Zaire's hand. You know, because they, point. I, yeah, I, I, I can't probably... remember. And did did Bain play in Salt Lake no, City last? No. Okay, yeah, I didn't. And, and, that's, I, and that's what they usually do. They usually go light in Salt Lake. Like some of the, some of the guys, your main guys, usually don't even play in that. Where they'll play some of the down roster guys in, in Utah. So you'll probably see a lot of these other names that we don't know much about in, in Utah. And then when they they kind of get serious when you go to Vegas. So I think that's probably. I think you're probably on the right line. I think we might probably see Ken Kennedy more on the ball in Utah when they move to Vegas. You'll probably see kind of. Zaire kind of kind of take over as leader of the team. He might not even play in, in Utah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be crazy to watch guys like Zaire and and Tillman play in this summer league because they were playing rotation minutes in yeah. the playoffs. It's just you know, and, and Bain was doing the same thing you know pre before last year. So I'm really excited to see what Zaire is going to be able to do because I think his development as a playmaker is going to be huge for this team. I think that he has that skill set. Um, just got to get it unlocked. And and I'm, I want to see what his shot is looking like in the summer league. You know, Bain shot something ridiculous, like 70% from yeah, three. It's clear as soon as he stepped on the floor, like he was better than all those dudes. Like it wouldn't even, he, wouldn't, he was on a different plane, man, than, than the rest of those guys out there. And I think, Zaire will kind of be like that too, because I mean, this is a guy that was playing big time minutes in the second round uh, on a contending team. So he's got a guy out there in summer league. Most of these guys, man, he he ought to eat out there, man. Like, I, and that's what I'm excited for. And I think that that type of stuff builds confidence, just like it did for Bain. And I think he's going to need it because he's going to be a major piece uh, for this team, especially if they really big time major piece, especially if they don't do anything else. If they go into the season with the roster that they have now, uh, Zaire is going to have a Big time role, and I think he's going to be kind of the X factor uh, on how good they can be, especially early with however long Jaron's going to be out. I think his 
development and how good he is is going to determine how well this team stays afloat because they're going to need him offensively and defensively with losing Melton um, and, and him having to step in and play some of those minutes. Yeah, that's a good point. And something that excites me about it is Zaire is taking it seriously. He's been doing a lot of work in the gym just over the offseason ever since the season ended. I'm not really sure Zaire took a break. He's just been in town uh, doing workouts. I went to the FedEx Forum uh, maybe two weeks ago, and a lady had just said that she saw Zaire in the elevator. He's, I mean, he's been working. He's been down there in the gym. So I think he's, he knows that this is a good opportunity for him, and he seems poised to take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm – if he has a leap the same way, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be as big as what we saw from Desmond Bain. But if, if you see a leap from him this year, that's going to be so huge for this team because they – we really didn't think that this team was going to get younger. But here we are heading into summer league. We're four, four days away from the first summer league game. And, yeah, there's still plenty of time. They can make a move here or there. They may make a trade. There's still plenty of time before the season starts. But this team got younger. And we hear the end-of-the-season press conference, Zach Kleiman says, we're going to put ourselves in the best best position moving forward to win championships. And I, I don't even feel like I know that his definition of that and my definition of that is completely different <laughs> because I would have bet – everything that I own that there's no way that they're making all, all three of those draft picks. They turn out, they, they end up making four (laughs) and nobody, nobody thought that they were going to do that. So, so we're going to get into this. It's you're seeing all these teams in the West that are making themselves better. And the Grizzlies just drafted guys. They just drafted guys. That's, that's what they done. Do I expect an increase? I expect Zaire to be better this year. A hundred percent. I'll tell you what, I, I don't want them to go out and get another guard. I know that they lost Melton, I, and, like, he's a key rotation player. I know that they lost Kyle Anderson. But let's talk about this guard rotation. They have – don't want them to get another guard? No, yeah. I, I don't at all. I, I You're think good, good with Conchar, John Conchar being the second string. About, about to turn it to first take. About to turn it to first take. Look, so, so, so you have John Morant. Tyus yeah, Jones, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, Zaire Williams, and Conchar was a row. It's regular. John Conchar is not going to be in the playoff rotation. He won't be in the playoff rotation. But those five guys, Ja, Tyus, Dylan, and Zaire, and, and Conchar being your, your fifth wing rotation guy, that to me, that's not a bad wing rotation. <laughs> I, like, it's uh, like no, we, we miss Dylan a lot. It's bad? How is it bad? That was basically the rotation last year. Only instead of Conchar, you had Milt. Behind Milt. Yeah, but, I mean, what was, like, look what Jenny done last year comparatively. And, and like, we can – I don't have the numbers up, but we can pull them up. And we all know, like, we, you guys can't sit here on sit on here and tell me that you trusted DeAnthony Melton to run this offense. <laughs> You can't do it because we all watched that dude forget how to dribble when he had pressure on him. Oh, no, but I don't think you're counting on John Contra to do that either. Yeah. That's not I mean, his it, role either. Yeah, no. So it's I, not like I, you're getting I, it out of Conchar because Mel's gone. And the, the thing with, with, with Zaire, like I know people, they've kind of pushed back on me when I said this. They're like, if you're a wing, you're a wing, and it doesn't matter. But 
I just you lose Melton. Uh, and the idea is that Zaire is now going to be your backup shooting guard. And I'm just not a big fan of that. Like, can he play the shooting guard? Maybe can you put him out there and put his name next to SG? Maybe. But I feel like Zaire is a three. Like, I I just feel like Desmond Bain. You guys let me forget Desmond Bain. We got six guys. (laughs) I'm I'm flustered here. I I, I get what you're saying. But if you, so say, say you move him. So you have, uh, what do they do? I know why I forgot Desmond Bain. The death chart that I'm looking at has only got four positions, and it doesn't even have shooting guard <laughs> listed. I don't even know what the heck this is. What is going on right now? <laughs> but so so let's back up. John Morant, Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Zaire Williams, and John Conchar. So you got well, six Dylan guys. played the three last year, but okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. So your, your point guards are John Tyus. Your shooting guards are going to be – Bain and you can you can do Bain and Brooks. They're like I know those guys are both going to be starting, but when Zaire comes in, Bain can or uh, Brooks can play the two, and so to me, I don't think that you're really going to see Zaire playing out of position that much with it. But I, I agree with what like that point that you were heading toward of taking him uh, like his natural position would be the three. I, I don't agree with taking him out of his natural position. Yeah, that, and that's what a lot of people. Are saying like and, and they're saying, "Oh, we lost Melt, but Zaire is going to slide in there as backup shooting guard." And even even if you did that, the the point that I've tried to make to them is Zaire and De'Anthony Melton combined played forty five minutes a game last year. So even if he did slide in there at shooting guard, you still got twenty plus minutes there that you need to cover. Zaire's not playing forty five minutes a game, so you losing Melton is a loss. If they don't go out and add anybody else. Somebody's got to make up for that other 20 minutes because Bain and Brooks are going to be starting and they're going to get, they were already playing minutes. And like I said, Zaire and De'Anthony Belton were both in a rotation. They were playing 20 some minutes. So you're looking at Jitty minutes, like more minutes than he was getting before. And I don't think that's what you want. Like, and, and again, man, this goes into more of a broader point that I'm sure we'll get into that I just feel like on a contending team, you now currently as the roster stands have a lot more questions going. You'd have a lot more questions with this current roster going into the season now than you had last year. And that just doesn't or shouldn't be the case. Like, I mean, this Zach Lyman has said time and time again in, in years prior, everything we do is through the prism of long-term. We're building for the long-term, sustain success. Those are its two favorite words. But this offseason, he kind of hinted at a shift in philosophy. So you're thinking, okay, well, they're, they're going to, go for it, at least make some semi-significant moves. And not only have they not doing that so far, there's still time left, but they get younger, bring in four rookies, and now you have people, like, depending on LaRavia and Roddy to come in day one and be rotation players and, like, blindly feeling like these guys are just, oh, wait, well, they lost Melton and, and, and Kyle, but that's all right. These rookies are going to fill in. They're going to be awesome day one. And I, that's a lot of questioning moving Zaire to a different position. You got rookies you're going to be depending on. That's stuff that you weren't doing last year. And you got a lot of people feeling like that's just going to be okay day one and it's not going to be an issue. And I just don't feel like that. Now the Jaron thing just throws a wrench in everything when I'm not even talking about it. Even if Jaron was playing I think these questions would still be questions for me. And it just seems like people are blindly feeling like these things are going to be okay just because Climbing and company have done great things in the past. Like everybody they draft at 
28 30 is going to be Desmond Bain, and it, they're, they're going to just jump in and going to be able to play. And, and as I was saying earlier, you could, when you strap guys, they got Desmond Bain at 30, they got Sante Aldama at 30. And this is not to crap on Sante Aldama because I think he has potential. And I think one day, whether it's this year or a couple years down the line, he has potential to be a rotation player and a good player for this team. But I think when you're drafted in that range, I think your mindset should be more of you're going to get a Salty Aldama versus you're going to get a Desmond Bank. Because they're going to, I don't care how smart you are, they're going to be years if you're drafting bottom first round, early second, that, they're, that none of those guys are going to be Desmond Bank. Like there are guys in a lottery that, are, that don't end up being Desmond Bank. So you know if you're picking 25, 22, 19 in that area, that some of those guys are not going to pan out. But for some reason, there are a lot of people under the impression that just because the Grizzlies have drafted well in the past that every guy they get is going to day one be a guy that can step in. And I'm like, you have Aldama was a guy, he's a de- developmental guy. He might be that one day, but he's not that now. And most guys that you draft in that range are going to be that. That's what you're going to have, a guy that has potential, might show some things sometime, but he's not going to be a guy that's ready to step in and be in your rotation on a contending team day one. And I feel like if they don't make any more moves, that's what we're looking at. I know that's a little bit out subject. It's kind of hard because a lot of these things venture out into the different thoughts I've had, but that's just kind of how I feel about depending on rookies and hoping Zaire can, can move over to the shooting guard and, and replace Melton. That's a lot of moving parts for a team that should be at this point trying to shore things up and going into the season with things already figured out. That, that That's just kind of my thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to take a step back and I, I want to, I was just, I'll focus on the guard position because that's what we're looking at for right now. I do think that I, I'll agree with you guys. I, if, if you're going to do some experimentation with Zaire at the two, I don't think that year two is the year to do that. I think no. you got to let him get comfortable in his natural position exactly. first and maybe year three or four, if that's going to be a conversation, maybe then. But I'd, I'd like to see him blossom in the position that he's in right now um, because this second year is going to be a big deal for him. But for with John Conchar, I think it is a question if a guy who was – more closer to your third string than he was your first string and as great as John Car- John Contra is I do not I just to clarify I love Jitty team Jitty all day I just I you have to acknowledge that there are some physical limitations that come with it and he's undersized and so that's going to have limitations when you're talking about him basically being the direct backup at least the way the roster is set up right now direct backup to Desmond Bain I'm just not sure that that doesn't come with question marks Man, that's why I was so big on, on them trying to go out and get a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, um, who just signed with the Warriors, man, just broke my heart. Two years, nine and a half million, only four plus million, man, that they, they were able to get him on just a crazy contract because I thought he'd get the full bid level. He didn't even get half of it. Um, and I don't know if that's just because he wanted to be in Golden State so bad, but I know there had to be teams out there willing to pay more than that. Like, that's almost free in, in today's NBA. I know we're talking about four and a half million dollars and people like you're saying that's free, but in NBA contract, NBA terms, you ain't getting nobody that can really do anything for you barring some weird situation at, at that price. So, uh, it, it, man, I, I really do. I, I'm with Candace. I think uh, we're, we're probably on the same page on this. I just think it's you're and I love Jenny. Uh, like I said, man, get Jenny with it. I got no issue with Jenny, man. Love him on this team. Don't think they need to get rid of him. I just think going into the season with him being that much part of your plan, I don't I don't think that should be the case on a contending team. 
David, did we convince you over to that we need another another guard? Did we convince you? Ab- absolutely not. Not oh, come on, man. close. Come on, like, come on, man. I, I, I don't I don't disagree necessarily with what you guys are saying, but you were talking about the minutes that were played. One thing, Dylan Brooks missed a ton of time last season. De'Anthony Melton's not going to average like when when Dylan was healthy. If you go back and you look, I just had it up. Let me pull it up here. When Dylan was healthy, De'Anthony Melton, like he played almost 23 minutes a year, uh, a game last season. The year before that, he was at 20. And I know that's only a three-minute difference, but like a lot of those minutes came when Dylan was not there. And so I, I before I go down, I got to back up because what you were saying about the draft picks, Isaac, and, and not relying on them, and you were talking about not everybody's going to be Desmond Bain. The issue is a lot of people have short-term memory. They forget that Zaire sucked at the beginning of last yeah. year. He was the 10th overall pick. It did our he pick. was, he was terrible. He was he was the worst rotation player on any team in the league for the first 20 games of the season last year. The Grizzlies stuck with him. It worked out well by the end of the season. But there's no guarantee, just like you were saying, there's no guarantee that these guys are going to be able to come in and do what they need to do. Jake LaRavia, I like him. I like what he brings to the, the to the table. But is he going to be able to keep up with these bigger, stronger, faster guys? There's a chance that he gets ran off the floor in the NBA. It, not likely, but there's a chance that it'll happen. And you were talking about Roddy and what he's going to be able to do. Who's he going to match up against? Is he a three – is he a four? Is the defense is the team defensive scheme going to be designed well enough that if these guys are weak defenders at the NBA level, that they'll be able to make up for it? And I'm going to tell you right now, with Jaron going down, the answer to that question is absolutely not. Jaron was a defensive anchor of this team, and for all of you guys out here slandering Jaron and hating on Jaron, you're about to find out how much he means to this team because he's going to be out till at least January. Like that's. Best case scenario, he's going to be out till January because you know the Grizzlies, they said four to six months. It will be a minimum of six months with this team. They're not going to rush him back. They just paid the kid $100 million. So you're, you're going to find out, like all of you guys, and, and there's a ton of you out there. So if you're listening to this show and you're one of them, go ahead and mark it down. July 1st, 2022, I'm letting you know that you're going to see how important Jaron is to this team because this defense is going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Yeah. You, the, the, the positive thing is Dylan, I, I heard some reports that he's dealing with an ankle injury. I don't know how serious that is. Didn't hear anything about surgery. But Dylan should be healthy coming back into the season. But losing a guy like Jaron, you don't have a defender on this roster, and you didn't draft the guy that has that type of defensive chops. So your defense is going to suffer. Do I think that this team is still going to win games next year? Absolutely, I do. The reason I don't think that they need another guard is there, there's a couple. Number one, it's regular season ro- rotation. And John Conchar is a fine regular season rotation. He, he's he's not going to be a guy that, that's going to – Is he, though? <laughs> I, I mean, he's fine. Are, are you saying that he wasn't productive in the minutes that he played I, last year? In the minutes. I, in the played. minutes that he played. But, but when you're depending on him night in and night out to be – a guy that, that comes in and play for you. Like I, I just he averaged win. 18 minutes a game last year, man. How much more do you think he's going to play? It's yeah, not going to be more I, than that. Dude. Desmond's Bain direct. I think he could play like 23 minutes. 
Conchar, you think he's going to play that much? If I think he might have to. Guard, if, if they don't get another guard, he's going to have to. Jai, and, Tyus, Dylan, and Desmond, and Zaire. You must that, think Tyus going to play the two a lot. You must. That, what, why, why wouldn't he? Hell, it worked in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, most, most people feel like Zaire is going to be your backup, too, which I don't I, I don't, I don't think like that's that. going to be the case. I don't like I don't like the case, but that's kind of if, if the general consensus that people have more it, than 18 minutes a game, it, it will shock the hell out of me. That's Ask why I'm not coming. If you don't get it. a guard, David, I'm, I'm trying to warn you. But if you do coming. get a guard, then it's going to hinder the growth from these other guys. It's going to that they're not if guards. You, if you get another guard, then you're going to have like you're taking Mel- minutes away from somebody. Like Melton played 22 forward. minutes. Melton played 22 minutes last year. I, I like get that, that. That has to be that has to be made up like somewhere. So somebody's minutes, like I said, and, and Zaire was already playing 20 something minutes. So somebody's minutes are going up significantly or a couple guys and again i mean the way the roster shapes up it's jenny's numbers are gonna have to be the minutes that have to be the one that go up because those other guys were already playing significant minutes so i i mean that he's the guy that the only outlier he's the guy that's coming more into the fold so he's probably going to be the guy that eats up some of those minutes so i just feel like they need another veteran guy back there but that's that that's me it looks like it's not going to happen in free agency if they do it it's going to be a trade because I mean the, the avenues are running out. I mean the top two people I had for their needs. You talk about Jaron goes down with Jalen Smith. He just re-signed with Indiana, so he's off the table. And we just talked about Dante. They're both off the table, so not a lot of guys out there worth you going to get at this point. Yeah, and I I think you're right, David. The the, the rookies will need some opportunity, but I think that run's going to come from Kyle's old minutes. Y'all yeah. keep rolling for me. I'm I'm doing some math right now, so I can argue with y'all. Y'all keep going. Oh, okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get back to you. I'm so telling you, it's hard. Well, it's hard to. And, there's and, 144 and minutes for the three <laughs> positions that has to be played. 144 minutes, and we talked about Ja. Ja is gonna play 30 minutes, right? That takes you down to 114. Dylan's gonna play about 30 minutes. That's gonna take you down to 84. Desmond Bain's gonna play about 30 minutes. Thereabouts, say call it 28 for Bain. Yeah, so I was gonna say 28, 30, probably 30, 28. Zaire's gonna be about there. Tyus is gonna be about 25 minutes. That leaves three damn minutes a game for John Conchar to play. He's gonna play more than three minutes, but I think you guys are overthinking this, honestly. Like, I'm not sure that's the best way to come up with a rotation. Uh, yeah, because I was gonna say something ain't right about that because I was saying, Mel- <laughs> Melton played 23 minutes last year and he's gone. So something, something ain't right about well, that. That's why I told you give me a minute. I was gonna, I was gonna look up to see how much they played. But no, yeah, I do want. I, 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 I was gonna saying, say, I, I do want to make this point real quick. Like, you, whatever you want to think about Melton, like I was a guy that said that he was in super inconsistent. That he was probably a guy that was on the outside looking in his offseason. But people are extremely undervaluing the how much Kyle and how important Kyle and, and D'Anthony Melton were for this team. Like if people have short-term memory, like, like you said earlier, they're thinking about his performance in the playoffs. And I, I agree 100% in the playoff setting. You go back to the bubble, let's get Utah and, or, or in this playoff series, he really struggled. But there were times where D'Anthony Melton was fantastic for this team this year. Like good, like shooting basketball, he was shooting 48% from three. And though that didn't happen in the playoffs, Regular season matters. People act like the regular season doesn't matter. You still need to win games and hope you get a good seed and get to the playoffs. Regular season matters, and the depth is what's been one of the strong points of this team. And losing those two guys and not replacing them, to me, is a big problem, especially when you 
take into the fact that we haven't even discussed this. Those were two of your best defenders. Like, and they, you don't have that anymore. And Laravia and Roddy are not going to be the defenders that they are. You're already going to have Jaron going probably for half the season. So that's tough. I mean, you've lost three of your top four defenders. The only one you have left is Dylan Brooks. He's the only guy left that really plays significant defense. I mean, that's a, a big-time problem. And you think these rookies are going to come in and replace their defensive effort? Those guys brought big-time intangibles off the bench. And I've said that there was times all throughout this year where that bench unit played much better than the starters. Starters really struggled. Those guys came in and played like, you're going to miss those guys. And people are dismissing them like, like they were some guys that did barely even play. Like we're talking about Jared Culver or something leaving the team. For some reason, people don't remember that, and I don't understand that. I, I, because they, they're looking at Melton, what he did in the playoffs, and people are pissed off about Kyle Anderson's wind-up jump shot, and they're like, oh, well, he's trash. And he was not trash for this no, team. Not there was even a, close. Not even, there was a lot of things that he did for this team. There were games where, even Melton as well, there were games through the season that they don't win without those two guys. Like, And I don't understand why people are forgetting that. They just act like these were guys that barely played and didn't do anything, and that's not the case. Those guys are going to be missed. There, there's no question about it. I don't think that everybody, that a lot of people feel that. I mean, I think there is going to be a loud minority maybe that feels that way. But a lot of this team, I mean, there are some diehard male fans. They're, I mean, they really are man, they're, they're man, out there too. So uh, I, I think that I, there is a small set of people who underrate Kyle Anderson and, and Melton. But I don't, I don't think the large majority of Grizzlies fans feel that way. But I, I think I want to go back to a point that you talked about, Isaac, and that was dip. Because that's exactly what a strong point of this team used to be. And that doesn't exist anymore at all. Right now, Conchar is the second string. And we're talking about a year. I mean, COVID hasn't gone away. So Conchar could end up being your starting shooting guard very easily if, if any, if, you know, COVID or anything else happens to um, any one of your guards. I, I just, not only is that depth not there, I think it's pretty thin at that position. Now, Fords, you got Fords for days. I mean, like, I think think that's plug and play now it's debate I think you do lose something in um you know in not having Kyle I think that's a huge loss for sure Darren's gone so that's a really big loss but I think that the depth is there where it's not there with card I mean even with center you can you can plug and play a salty Aldama or something like that you can go small ball center but you just I just don't see where the plug where, where if something happens you have another option other than Tyus Jones uh, to play alongside the, t- the, the side of the two. And I know you can do some of Dylan. So, I mean, I know that too, but these are also, I mean, Dylan's going to be a starter. So when you're talking about minutes, you've got to try to, it's not impossible to stagger, but that can't be the formula either to, to constantly stagger that, uh, to try to make that work. I think they, they really need another guard. They do. It's just too many questions right now for me for, like you said, especially the guard rotation. Like even, the forwards, I, I'm just not confident that I think the forwards are, are like I'm the, not confident. The, the, I'm just not confident that Ravi and Roddy are going to come question, in. The biggest question, man. The, yeah, the I, it's 100 the biggest question I, right now. You said the front court's the biggest question? Is that because of Darren, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, you with Darren, yeah. But, yeah, you lost you lost DeAnthony Melton, who was a rotation player and a damn good rotation player. Yeah, but you, people you, don't want to talk about you maintain the you have five out of your six that played like job and db ties i get what you said the talent the talent is there in the guards like yeah my like talent is there you have right. the bodies aren't but there but i you, think you look at, at that the the forward spot 
when you lose Jaron, when Adams goes off the floor, Jaron slides over to the five, right? And there's there's not a your offense runs differently. There's not a drop off. Well, now what's going to happen when Adams goes off the floor? Is X, you know, like I, I love X. It, you know, are we going to see growth from him? I know that he he wants to play in the summer league because he wants to get better, and I like what he brings to the table. But I'm not naive enough to sit here and think that X is going to be the type of defender that Jaron is. X is a fantastic defensive player, but he's not a rim protector like Jaron. And right now, Brandon Clark is the only rim protector that this team has. So and- we, we were talking about the, the minutes. I want to I get back to that for a second. We can keep going on the forward stuff. hundred So 48 minutes per position is what you have to feel. That's 144 for point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Three spots, 144 minutes. Last year, Ja played 33, Bain played 30, DB played 27, which was down for his career, but 27. Zaire played 22, Conchar played 18, Tyus played 21. That's 151 minutes a game. That's why I'm not concerned about the DeAnthony Melton loss because but, like, I, I that's know, 151, I know. but with Melton, it would have been like 170 something. So Melton it, played it 20 something been. himself. But he, so he, now, he like, did. like, so what you what are you gonna do for those minutes? Because obviously they were using all those guys. So you're, I you're mean, gonna see because they don't they I, don't like playing Ja and 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 they don't like playing their starters super high minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I mean, he played you know 33 minutes a game. I think that Ja. Bain and DB are all going to play around 30 minutes. Like they're going to be right around that mark. And so that leaves 18 Man, I don't know. minutes a game. I think they might have to go a little higher this year with, unless they, like I said, bring in another guard. I think they might have to, guys that are playing 30, they might have to play 32, 33 now. I, I mean, just, ja, I, ja was at 33 last year. And, and Dylan, like the, before Dylan's injury, he was right. He's going he's he to go up to 30. He's got to be at 30. And, and uh, he was at 30. Uh, in 21 and then in 20 he was at 29 minutes so he's going to play more than 27 minutes yeah but you know the the biggest part of the talent on this team is is in those guards and you've got Tyus Jones that was only playing 21 minutes a game last year and with his ability to shoot the ball why could you not just you know give Tyus 10 more minutes a game why why not you know bump him up because you can play him side by side with Ja you can play them together more. We saw that happen. We saw it be effective. Only and then, in certain you know, matchups. It's, it, it is going to be matchup dependent. But, you know, like th- that's going to kind of, you know, the matchups may favor to where you can, you know, slide Zaire down to that two and, and let LaRavia play the three or however you want to do that. But the, it's a huge question mark right now to me is that like that forward rotation, the, the front court because of – you lost Kyle, who played – I don't have his minutes up, but he played a huge role for this team. It was like 21, then, 22. Yeah, so right, right now this team is missing its three best defenders from last year. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're going to see a massive slide back because we're not talking – like regular season basketball is not the same as playoffs. We learned that last year. We saw the Grizzlies dominate all year long, and then they get to the playoffs and their half-court offense stalled. I think that they got pieces to improve that, but I don't think that those pieces improve at day one. I think that they're going to have to take time to develop. And so that's why, like, there's plenty of guys out there that I I think that they could get, like, you know, veterans. They have – well, they have, like, a a $10 million MLE available to them, right, because they're going to be paying Tyus that 
what they paid Tyus is going to make yeah, them a, a tax paying team. They're, they're, yeah. So it gets if they if they stay under the cap, the MLE I think they're is over, around over six, seven million. And if you get into where you're a taxpayer, you get an extra three million dollars. So they've got about ten million. They could go out and get somebody, but to me, if they're going to pay ten million dollars for somebody, I'd rather see them go out and get like a Montrez Harrell or somebody that can come in and play some defense. Montrez <laughs> Harrell. If he stays out of jail, I yeah, didn't know he, that he was in trouble. I had no yeah, idea. he had a he got arrested for felony. He had a felony amount of marijuana on him. They arrested him in in Charlotte. Oh, come on, man! Why like, like three pounds or something? I mean, it wasn't. It was no small. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. He he was definitely. It was. But people said he. I mean, he got a distribution charge. I don't know what's happened with it. Like I think I saw a video of him working out and stuff the other day. So I don't know what his deal is. But he's gonna have a, a court date. So yeah, that. Point is, man, and people, and I've seen it, man. And let's shut this down. Like I've seen people comparing the, the Grizzlies to the Hornets. They're like the the Hornets are who the Grizzlies think they are. And I'm like, just because you see Ja go live and 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 Dylan have a hard foul, they're acting like this is a team full of criminals or something. Like and none of these guys have ever gotten in trouble ever. Like you got uh, what you call Melo smoking weed on online. You got. Miles Bridges now with felony assault. He got lean on on the video like Montrez Harrell getting arrested for trafficking. Like Grizzlies ain't we haven't seen that. Like I I can't say what will ever happen in the future, but we haven't seen that. So people stop comparing like illegal things that we know that are happening with with the Hornets to the Grizzlies because it ain't happening. They're like Grizzlies one one day away from getting a Rico case and all kind of stuff. Like I see all this stuff on Twitter and they're just saying this because basically Dylan Brooks hard fouls somebody that they're all criminals. So. Anyways, that's off topic, but sorry. Yeah, no, I, I just I'll just say Ja turns up with his dad. So Yeah, yeah, his dad at home. Like it's not like he's <laughs> so he's at a house. Ja turns up. I've yet to see a video that Ja's turning up and his dad was right there in the corner. I mean, yeah. it can't it can't be too much going down <laughs> at the house. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. Doing it the smart way. Yeah, yeah man, he's grown yeah, twenty one years old. He can, he's grown. He's like over twenty one. He can he can drink Cosmigos amigos if he wants to. <laughs> yeah, look, y'all don't come at me for the uh, the the Harold. I had no idea, man. I, I yeah. missed that one. That's uh, like I, I knew the Bridges stuff was going on, and that's man, that's wild. Man, do you those those pictures are bad, man. Yeah, that, that, that's. You, you don't ever want to see that, man. And that's no. bad stuff. So that's uh, I know that prior to that happening, there were a lot of people that wanted the, were wanting the Grizzlies to go and get him. No, man. And I'm, no I'm so I'm so glad that that did not happen. That that would have. Yeah, Jaron, what's rough. going on with your boy, man? Jaron, what's up? What's up with your boy? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So you know, I, I, we we didn't get anywhere. We had the uh, the the Max Kellerman, Stephen A conversation there, they were ganging up on me, I, but it, no. you know, I don't know which it's side we because who, who's it like the host is generally not on Stephen A's side. So that's not how it works. Uh, it, it is. They, need, they need to go. They need to get a guard, man. Uh, it, it, as, as we keep, keep moving on, they, they still need to get a guard, but four concerns. I do agree with the front court concerns. Oh, I felt a little bit better about it with, with when, Jaron Jackson Jr. was still going to play. I have a lot more questions now just because I don't think that the size is there. Like, I, I love Brandon. 
but there was always a question about could he play just as well as a starter as he does off the yeah, bench. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't like that at all. There was like, always that question, and even if he surpasses that, he the size thing is is a real concern. I mean, so what you start the rookie over him? Like I'm not even sure that that, that you can't start Lareva over Brandon Clark and. I, I, I was gonna say I heard somebody I can't remember who that was on an interview today talking about that, and they said they felt like that's what they might do. I don't know if it was Harrington, somebody. It was this morning I was listening to an interview, and they said that they feel like they might start Laravia at four just so they can keep Brandon Clark on the bench. And I'm like, man, this is this is not good. Like that's 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 not good stuff, mm-hmm. man. To be starting Laravia at power four because really is he even a power forward? Like he's a tweener. Like I think body and size wise, he's definitely a three, but is he going to be able to guard quick athletic threes? And then if you put him at the four, is he going to be strong enough to guard fours? That's, that's my problem with LaRavia. Like I like him, but I think if you're going to have a question about him, that's the question about him. And you just shouldn't be relying on him to start like day one. Like you're doing a lot. If that's the, the case And I just, I don't know, man, it, it's just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy right now, man. I not in a good place with where they are because I just feel like you're, with everybody else getting better in the West, it just feels like you're they've taken a couple steps back, not even one at this point. I feel like they've taken a couple steps back. Just the mentality is different. Like this is stuff that you should have been talking about two or three years ago. I know that I know that the Jaron thing makes it tougher, but just coming out of the season that you just had, like you just shouldn't be relying on rookies and hoping rookies can step in and feel significant minutes for you. Like rookies on, on a team like the Grizzlies and where I felt like they were headed, rookies should be a luxury, especially when you talk about rookies that you're taking at 19 and 23. Like, those aren't, those shouldn't be guys that are coming in. You say, we need these guys to play right now in order for us to be good. Like, c- could they step in? Maybe they do. Maybe they end up being Desmond Bay. Maybe LaRavia comes in day one. You're like, man, this is dude's about to be Gordon Hayward. He's about to be Chandler Parsons, healthy chance of Chandler Parsons, and we're not worried about it. But I just think, Feeling like that's gonna be the case, which it seems like a lot of people put that are. evil on that man. Don't you put that <laughs> evil on that man? I said healthy Chandler Parsons. Like that's, okay. that's a difference. All right, I'll yeah. take healthy Chandler. Rocket, rocket Chandler Parsons. I'll say that. Mm. Y'all, no, y'all everybody's sleeping <laughs> on my man sizable Spain. I was gonna like we already had big Spain. We we got Salty, the, man. the, 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 the greatest Spanish big man to ever don a Grizzlies uniform. <laughs> Bla- oh, that's blasphemy there, man. We yeah. can't I can't roll, I can't roll with you there, man. But like well, oh my God. why not why not start man. him? Like I, I get the concerns. <laughs> so because Steven Adams, like we have this problem with JV and BC. They operate in the same areas. Yeah. They, like Steven Adams and BC kind of operate in the same areas. So starting a guy that can stretch the floor, like I wouldn't mind seeing them start Aldama. I, I don't know that that's going to be what happens, but I, I would love to see that happen. Like I would love for him to come out and cook in summer league. And then, you know, they get into like, you know, when they're doing workouts and everything before the season starts and Jenkins is like, all right, you know, like Jaron's out, here we go. Because BC is still going to play big minutes. Like when when you he's going to be the first man off the bench. When Adams goes to the bench, he's coming in, and you got to see what you have. I don't know that Laravia is going to be the answer at four. T- to me, honestly, if if I'm starting one of the rookies at the four, I think Roddy. Roddy, brother, yeah, just because of the size. Yeah, like he he's going to be able Street. to handle bigger fours and i think that he's got enough foot speed that even if it's you know like if it's a quicker four they're not going to blow by him as to where laravia 
for the most part, he's going to be able to handle fours. But if it's like he he can get overmatched easier. Hey, wired man, Kenneth Bobby Jr., baby Zemo. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, hey. That that dude, like, didn't he win, like, uh, the MVP award for the 19U? 19U, yeah, he did. I mean, he balled out. I watched a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know like Zach Kleinman was talking about how they you know target guys with a high skill level that people kind of look down upon because of certain things and like you know Lofton the the weight stuff with him weight stuff yeah and that's you know he's got the talent whether that we're gonna see that translate this year it'd be you know how crazy would it be to see an undrafted rookie. Yeah, and end up starting year one. Because man, they 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 got any any if you're a power forward or center, man, you got an opportunity to compete. They need something. Like if they ain't going out and get nothing, man, you might have an opportunity. God forbid anybody else goes down, like emergency time, like anybody might be playing out there. So Guys, if you're, you're I'm a power forward, concerned. I'm much more concerned than I was when I hopped on this podcast. <laughs> if Kenny Lofton Jr. is going from an undrafted rookie to Start. starting in place of baby 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 ball. I, I was doing fine, but let's <laughs> let's let's go back. Go go back. I was doing okay. I'm not so, okay. Anymore. But but let's look like they're definitely concerned. They're, I will I will not sit on here and act like they're not concerned. But you have eight guys returning from a playoff rotation, or eight guys. Conchar didn't really play playoff minutes, but you have Ja, Bain, DB, Zaire, BC, Adams, and Tyus. You have seven. Those seven guys were all rotation playoff players. That team can win games in the regular season. Do I expect them to be a 50-win team this year? I, I don't. I don't expect the Grizzlies to win 50 games this year. But if you can stay around the five to six seed, and it's going to get tougher because the way – like I'm telling you right now, Denver's going to be scary next year. They've made some moves. They just signed Bruce Brown today. That's a huge sign for him, like like – good rebounding guard like he's listed as a guard but he plays more like a forward um you know they, they made the trade they moved will barton and they got kcp and you know like will barton to me has dropped off quite a bit so that's an upgrade there for them jamal murray is coming back the latest update i heard is michael porter jr is healthy and he's looking like he's going to start the season and be ready to go so you know that that team was knocking on the door of western conference finals and now they're they're loading up. They're adding pieces that you know. It, it's the West is going to be tough. Yeah, Utah is, is blowing it up. I don't think they're they're going to be a threat. But a lot of teams, a lot, lot of teams that are getting better, and the Grizzlies are just kind of standing pat right now. So stuff to be worried about for sure. But I think that they have enough good pieces that they could win games. Can you guys agree with that or no? I, 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 yeah. I'm not saying they're going to win uh, – like, if they don't make any moves and Jaron is not back, they're not a title team. Like, I'm, I'm not – I know that uh, I was I was listening to Isaac. He was on the radio with, with Sane and uh, Peter today. And Sane's like, this is a this is a championship. Yeah, I'm like, man, come on, Sane. And I – like, I'm fine with being optimistic. We, we have, yeah. Like, we really do have a lot of reasons to be optimistic, but – that's being like Homer overly optimistic, man. It is weird because he's not used to that guy. That's why it's so weird to me. And I told him, I was like, man, I'm surprised because he was always the guy that we need to be moving forward. Like, I'm, I'm tired of this evaluation stuff. We need to be moving forward. Now he's done complete 180. Now he's fully on board with starting rookies and everything's all right. And I'm like, that's 
not him, so it's weird. Like I said, he always like goes against the grain, though. Man, that's my guy. I, uh, I think I think his faith in Ja is what's driving that man. Because he, well, one of the comments that he made, you you made a good point on this. I was trying to remember what you said, but uh, you made a good point. And he's like, man, Ja's got this. Ja's got this. <laughs> So he's got a lot of faith in John Moran, and and as we should have. Like you should, like there's better. no doubt about that. He's one of the best players in the league. That's not any question. And, and back to your your question, yeah, like I I they I feel like they're gonna be a playoff team. Like unless Jared never comes back and he just can't play and things just go awful that none of the rookies can play, then you might have an issue. I think they would probably Ain't no try issue, to go baby. Out. Look, if they, they in the lottery, <laughs> let's go, Victor. Come on. <laughs> Bird's got a lock on that. Bird's got a lock on. doing everything in their Yeah, time. I mean they uh, they, they got, got their their beat writers out talking about man familiarize yourself with this guy like y'all like y'all skipping the step, aren't you? You know that's fourteen percent, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, I would say they put that's themselves they in the they best, best position they, to get they him. They gonna end up with that fourth pick because of karma, man. They they because yeah. they, they're trying too hard, man. It usually don't work out for you when you do that. Yeah, for, for sure. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I think I do agree. I, I think there'll be a, a playoff team. I think the level where this team can go will depend on defense because I actually feel a lot better about the offense. I, I really do. I think that they've improved the shooting, and I know we're talking about rookies, but shoot or shoot. So I, I think that those wide-open kickouts that Johnny, I mean, just have somebody that can knock that down, does a lot for your offense. I think having bigger bodies like big body Roddy and uh, uh Jake, even even I think even Jake LaRavia for his size and coming off the bench, I think will be uh will, will be good just to have a more physical presence. I, he's 235, I think, is was his listed weight. So he's got some weight to him, some girth to him. So just things having having that off the bench, like setting screens, you know, sort of the Steven Adams types of things that that I mean really Brandon definitely is not going to do for you with screening at all. And Kyle tries to do, but that's I'm not I'm not really sure if that's as much as a game. I think that'll help because those are really important keys, I think, to getting uh I, I think those are really important in just having a better half court offense. Those are the things that I think we're missing that will be better. But I am concerned about David Roddy. Will he be able to guard the three or the four? I had the same questions about uh Laravia just with defense. And, you know, like we said, we I mean Cal and DeAnthony Melton, they were some of the best defenders on the team. And so there's automatically going to be a drop off because of that. Now, I do feel confident about Kennedy Chandler. We have not talked much about him to this point, but Kennedy Chandler is a, is a good defender. And he's undersized. He is, but he's got long, six, long six, five wingspan. Yeah, he's got a really long wingspan for his size. And we just acting like, like there's he, no no way he's going to be a rotation guy. We we wouldn't even mention – y'all freaking out yeah, about the guards yeah, and we didn't even talk we about did, Chandler. We did not even, we didn't even mention him. You're right. So I, I think if, if there was going to be – and this is optimistic, I'll, I'll put it out there, but if there was going to be somebody that I could see taking that uh, Milton sort of role, I, I do think it might be Chandler. I think he'll have to figure out how to navigate, navigate being shorter on the court. But if he can figure that out, and still play as great as great of the on-ball defense that he played in college. If he could still find ways to get deflections and steals and that type of thing, I think he'll be a valuable asset to sort of help that. But I still think there there are a lot of questions on the defensive end. As good as I feel about the level of offense that I think uh, they'll be able to put on the floor. Yeah, because if you if you listen to the way that they talked about Chandler uh, at the press conference, they didn't sound like they were talking about a guy that's going to be in South Haven a lot. Like, they 
sounded like he's the guy that's going to be playing. And yeah. Yeah, maybe if there's any guy, I've been covering, I've been watching him and covering him ever since high school uh, here here at Memphis. I mean, he's a, a guy that he's going to put the work in with, with Chandler. There's no question that you're going to get everything he has. He's going to come in and soak it up. I'm sure he's ready to go uh, with, with Summer League. And I'm saying he's a good player, a really high IQ, uh, can pass the basketball quick, explosive to the rim at a 42-inch vertical. I think highest that they recorded at the combine, if, if I'm not mistaken, definitely for guards. Uh, I mean, he had a 42-inch vertical. Uh, like you said, man, six six foot, but plays a lot bigger than that. So the six five, he's a good defender, good point of attack defender, can shoot, can knock down the three. Uh, so I, I could definitely see him finding his way onto the floor uh, because he's a player, and I, and I would be surprised if he doesn't succeed. It's just because of his work ethic and how hard he plays, and he has the skills. Uh, to, to get there. So if he ends up in his rotation somehow, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm a big fan of his. And I think Ben David talked about this on the last podcast. When you look at value with those two trades they made and everything, I'm not a fan of how they got those guys. Like I said, for me, it's not who they drafted per se. It's how they drafted them. But the best thing they did tonight, best value to me, is definitely getting Chandler Parsons. I'm Chandler Parsons. No, man, don't put that evil on him. Uh, oh, Chandler oh. at Chuck each other at 38, man. That's Sorry, two man. times in one show you mentioned him. <laughs> I don't know what you got on this team, Myers, I think you need <laughs> we, to we've got, uh, evaluate. I know you're upset with the front office, man. Stop that. We, we do yeah, have an announcement to make tonight. This will be Isaac's last show because he can't stop talking about Chandler Parsons. <laughs> what is going on with you, man? He's got Chandler Parsons on the brain tonight. <laughs> I saw the Morgan the Morgan commercial <laughs> earlier, so maybe, that, maybe that's what, what has me. But I was going to oh, say man. real quick, man, Sean just tweeted out about 10 minutes ago, Minnesota making another move. They signed Brent Ford. So they, they're out making moves, man. That team's they making moves. Move. They good. That's not They uh, Brent Ford. Brent Ford. Okay. okay. Yeah. Getting so. some shooting to go around. They're going to need it, man. I, I I don't even know what to think about that move, honestly. Like, they get, they Patrick Beverly so was such a big part of that team yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like, I know that Rudy Gobert is obviously better than Patrick Beverly. I'm not trying to imply that, but I, I don't, I don't know how much improvement you see from that team because how's that going to look like it? Like what's, how's that going to operate in the playoffs? So they're going to be I'm able also, to play. Those about the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know that they're moving their chips in. They're trying to win obviously. And, and they played the Grizzlies tough last year, but I, I don't know that, um, uh, I, I I just feel like they're missing some pieces there, man. That's I, I can't I imagine that their defense is not going to be anything other like you add Rudy Gobert to your defense, it's going to be good, and they already have a ton of length. I can't believe they got him. If I'm Utah, there's no way I'm making that trade unless they're giving me McDaniel's. Like that's if you ain't giving yeah, me they, McDaniel's, they, they, I'm they said they act, the they, they said they said they asked for him and Minnesota wouldn't give it, and I guess they gave in. They said yeah. they did want him and they asked for him and Minnesota denied him, and I bet they did. Like I'm. Um, like, so why would you make this? They want to get all those picks, though. So I guess they yeah. they gave yeah, me like yeah. that's a lot of draft capital, man, for Rudy Gobert. That's like a a Kevin Durant hall as far as when you talk about draft capital. Like I can't believe that was it like four picks and a pick swap. Like that's yeah. a lot for Rudy ba- Gobert. Ba- basically, basically they gave up five because Walker Kessler was a first round pick this year. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he was involved in that trade. So yeah, I-, I think I think it was a good point about how do they play in the playoffs. I think. In the regular, I do think it'll be, work out a little bit better than the Utah Jazz situation because because the Utah Jazz had no other, not, yeah. not even, I mean, just really no other real defenders around. 
uh, around Rudy Gobert. I think it would be better. But from a mentality perspective, I think with what you were hinting at, David, just with mm-hmm. Pat Bell, the loss of him. I mean, Rudy Gobert is – I don't know him to be the, the, the best mentality guy. I just when 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 adversity hits and you gotta sort of have that edge. Yeah, he's soft, Anthony man. Edwards he's working on that. man. S A W F T. Yeah, I just I am curious about that. Yeah, we in Minnesota now. Yeah, the house that Charmin built. Minnesota. Come on, slow mo. Why you up there, man? Oh yeah, in Minnesota now. He he is that that's that's rough. I'm gonna hate playing against him. Yeah, that's gonna be so weird when when they play them because I know. He was so big a part of this, man. It's gonna be weird to see him on another team, man. Because, like, like you know, he with us, man. He go, he go, he gonna be going out there missing them jumpers on purpose, man. He's he with us <laughs> now, nah, man. But it, it be it, it's it's gonna be interesting, man. I know he's gonna be joined with the guys. It, it, it's gonna be a fun time. But I hate that team already, and it's probably gonna gonna make me hate him even more because I know he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be out there talking some trash. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I, I do think Laravia brings a lot of things to the table, like Kyle Anderson, yeah. quick hands. I think that. I, I don't know shooter, year so. one. I don't yeah. think that year one you're going to see the defense that we saw right. from Kyle Anderson, right. but I do believe that Laravia can get to that level. And, and Isaac and I talked about it the last time that we were on here about you've got a core, right? We know that Jaron, like we believe that Jaron, John, DB, that Desmond Bain, Jaron, John, Desmond Bain, sorry, DB is Dylan Brooks. We believe that that core is talented enough to be competing for a championship. And so – you know, you want to add pieces around them. They're going to complement them, and that's what they've done in this draft. Didn't navigate it the best, definitely, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm amazingly a little more optimistic. I can't believe that that I'm more optimistic than Candace whenever we're, we're sitting <laughs> here. That usually does not happen, but I'll take it tonight. So you guys got anything else before we get out of here? I have no idea what time we started, but I think we're somewhere around an hour 20 at this point. Yeah. No, I think I think we touched on a bit at all. I mean, you could always go on for this stuff for days, but I mean, at this point, it's not much we can do but just give our thoughts and, and hope the chips fall. So, I'm, I'm yeah, I, mean, let, that, that, I was gonna I, say, yeah, that's there's still time out there uh, for for them to go out and make moves. Probably more so be a trade, and I I tend to think that they this can't be it. But I do want to ask you guys this: Do there hasn't been a lack of movement? Climbing talks about they do their business in the dark. You did hear that one report that they called the next day, like it's Legion hoops. I mean, I, that's just one of those sites where it just kind of regurgitates information that they get from other places. Uh, but do you guys really think that they're legitimately entertaining trying to make a run at KD? And maybe that's why they haven't really done anything. No, not at all. I actually, I thought maybe, but that report, at least the way it was worded, Gave me absolutely no optimism that that's the case. Because the way they were, it is the Grizzlies had a quick conversation. Essentially, something along the lines of the Grizzlies had a quick Yeah, what's, what's up? Y'all, y'all, what's, what's up? Y'all trading KD? Oh, uh, y'all are. Oh, that's good. All right, we'll talk to you later. Right. <laughs> they used the <laughs> word brief in the thing. That there was a quick conversation, which I was like, okay, I don't, I mean, normally you don't hear that kind of stuff, but I felt like that was put in there for a reason. And then at the end, they sort of said Grizzlies doing their quote unquote due diligence. And that's just two things that makes me feel like, that's not really a serious inquiry. It's just sort of an inquiry to see what what it, what it would possibly yeah. take. But just the way it was worded, man, I, I did have more optimism before I saw that. But, I, yeah. I don't know. The, the, the call went exactly that way. like this. <laughs> they, they called 
the uh, Br- Brooklyn says we want Jaron and Desmond <laughs> Bain and the Wizards hung up the phone. That's what happened. Listen, right. I- I've said it on Twitter. I'll say it again on here. I am not a fan of giving up what it's going to require to get no, a 30-year-old Kevin Durant. No. I'm not at all. And I know that he is one of the five best players in the league right now and a top probably, you know, 10 to 15 guy all time. But this this team right now has done a fantastic job doing like going through this rebuild, navigating through this rebuild. They've done fantastic. And, and I know that you're not going to – it's not going to be, you know, mortgaging the future. I've made that comment before. But with the way that this front office studies and how well they do in the draft, you're not mortgaging your future. But I just – if I'm going to give up that type of assets, I want it to be a guy for a guy that has more than – you know, what, what's the max you're going to get out of Kevin Durant? You know, he's got four years left on his contract. Years. At the end yeah. of that, you know, by the time you get to that fourth year, is he still going to be effective? Is he still going to be Kevin? No, you need, and, you need Kevin Durant at 24, Kevin Durant at 25. If you're going to yeah. make that kind of move, if you're the, the, the team set up the way the Grizzlies are, you just don't need to go do that for a 33, 34-year-old Kevin Durant. It's just, yeah. I, got, I, I know it's Kevin Durant and, and people like, oh, I was just seeing the name, but Kevin Durant, like you said, one of the top, one of the best players of all time. Um, and when he's healthy, still that, but he hasn't been healthy a lot. That's another thing uh, that uh, even when he played sometimes last year, when I watched him, he didn't look like the same guy. Like you can go back to the, the game when against the Grizzlies, they played, I think in the one in Brooklyn where they blew him out. He just, he was playing, but he didn't look like Kevin Durant. You see a lot of games now when he plays that he doesn't look like that same guy. There are times that he does and there are times that he doesn't. And that's just a lot to risk because you're a situation where it's championship or bust. And it's probably you're looking at championship this year or championship in twenty in twenty three, and if it doesn't or twenty three twenty what would that be twenty twenty three twenty four? Those are is, is your window probably to try to get one. If it doesn't work out, you're gonna look up and like we're starting over again. Like we got job, but we gotta try to yeah, build and, another and team around them. And you just don't want that's not where you want to be. You're talking about leaning on rookies. If they make a yeah. trade like that, the pieces that you're gonna have to give up to go get him. You're not going to completely gut, gut this team, but or you're going to gut it. your depth. Like you're going to have not your depth is going to be rookies, and so yeah, I'm. Isn't the depth the depth now? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it, it is. Nah, the same thing yeah. I'm thinking. It kind of is, but it it, it is. It, I, man, yeah. I'm upset, man. I, I don't like. I don't like what's going on right now. now. But is is this team? <laughs> I hear is you this guys. Team championships I, I do. Are bust right now? Do you feel like that's where this team is right now? Because I don't think they're there. Well, I don't, I don't feel think... like they're championship a bust, but I, I kind of feel like yeah, if you have, if if you have John here. Morant and Kevin Durant on the same team, <laughs> that's what it is. And so, like, it, it's a different scenario. I still feel like it's a little bit of – I still feel like it's a little pissed out my back and, and call it call it rain for what for – what, <laughs> for, for what, what Zach Lyman said, man, this actions ain't speaking that right now. Like, I know a lot of people said he didn't flat out say we're going for it. And he didn't. Those weren't the words, but he hit it at this is going to be the time where we're going to start switching gears to putting our foot on the pedal. And that hadn't been what he'd done before. That, that's not what they've done this offseason. And I feel like that's why it's a little bit disappointing. If this was last year or even going into last year or two years ago, like I wouldn't have as much problem with what's going on right now. But I, I felt like they had turned the corner and we were looking at moving on from development leaning on rookies that we were going to go for. And that's 
looks like we're going back to that more so than we even were last year and the year before last. And that's that's need, what's kind of disappointing to me right now. They, they need to call Utah, man. That's what needs to happen. Holler at Utah. <laughs> yeah, listen, we, we've got uh, Steven Adams on an expiring, Dylan Brooks on an expiring. We got Danny Green's contract. And we got th- hey. three or four picks. Uh, go ahead and send. Tell I don't Donovan even want to hear to, about a Stephen Adams and Dylan Brooks trade anymore. Not, they not they, 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 they've already, yeah. which, I, I which, I, which I knew this was going to happen anyway. I don't even know why they were saying it. Earlier they were saying, oh, we're not moving Donovan Mitchell. There's no way that he's going to sign off on what's going on there. He was already, and, and mm. he, he blamed, it on, blamed it on a relationship with Rudy Gobert. He, wanted out of, he wants out of Salt Lake City anyway. Like, it wasn't just Rudy Gobert. That might have been the case. He wants to be in New York or somewhere anyway. That's So he yeah. was going to act out of there, and they knew that. That's why 30 minutes later, they're talking about, oh, well, we've changed course. Now we might not hold on to him. Of course you're not going to hold on to him, man. He, they got to trade him. He's not yeah. sticking around for that. 100%. 100%. So we appreciate you guys for listening. You know where to find the show. It is on Twitter, at Ethos Grizzlies. My new Twitter is at NBADWheel21. I hope that's easier for you all to find if you're not following me already. Uh, Candace is going to let you know where you can find her, and Isaac will get us out of here. Be on the lookout. July 17th, we done a live NBA draft show, and we are going to do a follow-up on that. Uh, Rhett Bauer, our dynasty guy here at Sports Ethos, uh, I'm going to host the show. I don't know a ton. I, I know I do dynasty basketball, but I'm going to let Rhett steer you guys in the right direction. We're going to be breaking down this draft class, and he's going to let you know fantasy-wise who are the best targets if you are in a dynasty league. So make sure you check that out. It's going to be July 17th from 1 to 3 Eastern. So, Candace, right, you just released a new episode today on the Seahawks show, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Seahawks. Uh, even if you're just an NFL fan, we try to just cover all your your, your good NFL knowledge. So for some quality NFL content, you check out uh, at, at Ethos Seahawks. But um, if you're not an NFL fan, you can just follow me on Twitter at Candace H901. Candace H901. Isaac? Yeah, man. I probably, probably haven't noticed, man, but I kind of followed uh, Davis Lead. I have a new Twitter handle as well. Uh, not Isaac underscore rivals anymore, man. I'm Isaac underscore underscore NBA. So I S A A C underscore underscore NBA changed it a couple of days ago. I don't even think anybody has noticed. Uh, but again, man, you can follow me there. Also go over to at Ethos Grizzlies. As I said, give us a like and a follow. Appreciate that, man. Thanks to everybody for tuning in again, man. Summer league kicking off on Tuesday. I think Grizzlies taking Four on days, Philadelphia. Yeah. Cool. Philadelphia, that first game out in, in Salt Lake city. So we're definitely going to be back next week, uh, breaking down all the action. So make sure you keep it locked right here. Two Ethos wins and four Ethos as a whole. And until next time, for David, Ken, I'm in Isaac Simpson, and we're gone.